Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Um, hey, Todd. Dr. Wiggle. How's it going? Good. Good. I want to talk today about loneliness. Can we talk about loneliness? One of my favorite topics. Is it really? No. No. <laughs> Sarcasm. I'm super intrigued by loneliness, yeah? actually. Yeah. I don't know if favorite is the right word, but... Intrigued. I think a lot about loneliness, in part because I'm a therapist, and it comes up a lot in therapy in, in one form or another, but also because I, I feel like I have a weird relationship with loneliness myself. Mm. So I, I'm just very... I'm always interested to, t- to talk to thoughtful people about the phenomenon of loneliness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's chat. Yeah, let's do Loneliness. Do you loneliness to me when it gets brought up in therapy anyway, seems to be attached to a lot of judgments. It's not just loneliness. Well, yeah. So, okay, let's start with what is loneliness? Is loneliness an emotion? Is it a feeling? Is it a, is it a, like a state, like a physical state? Like I'm just not around. Like what, what is loneliness? Is it, well, or like you're saying, is it more of a cognitive thing? Like a series of evaluations and, like attitude, like assessments. Well, I think I think at its core, it's just the I, the the awareness that you that you'd like to be with someone, or that that um, you feel uh, no one is there for you. Maybe. Hmm. Um, at its core, I think it's just kind of a. a I think it's a feeling and a cognition, maybe combined. I don't know. I haven't really dove into this but it seems like when I ask people to explain what do you mean by lonely when they say well geez I just feel so lonely and I Mm -hmm. ask well what do you mean by that they'll say things like well I don't have anyone or nobody you know um, I was broken up with no one wants to be with me and and so it's there's more of a cognitive appraisal there that I'm I'm interested in uh, about what being lonely means um, than I am in digging into just the idea of being lonely that's interesting because when I ask people about loneliness too I one of the things I'm starting to to think more about is that maybe loneliness isn't like a thing itself, but it's it's the absence of something. Yeah. Which I don't want to like split hairs needlessly here, but to me, what usually when I hear loneliness, I hear like I want connection and I don't have it. Yeah, I'm craving intimacy and it's not available. Yeah, so it's kind of the idea. It's like a craving. Yeah. To me, which is a little bit distinct from an an emotion yeah, itself. There's a feeling with it though of some sort sure. though. Um, yeah, and I wouldn't say it's an but emotion, it's, but there is kind it's of It's like some a kind longing of, for something you don't have. Yes. And it's yes. aversive. Yeah. But it's it's not necessarily just like I'm really sad cuz I'm not around other. That can be a part of it. Yeah, sadness isn't the thing. But a lot of times too what what you'll see is when people say they're lonely um, or, or when loneliness is a common issue with people, it's often the, they're afraid of being lonely in the future. Mm. So it's this anticipatory. Um, Am I going to have someone? Yeah. So I, I see this, one of the places where loneliness comes up a lot for me in, in my work as a therapist is I, I think loneliness is a, kind of like a hidden driver of a lot of self-sabotaging behavior. I think a lot of people come in with with behaviors and, and difficult situations that they have trouble moving on from. And what makes them so difficult is because at core, they're, they're, they're engaging in behaviors because they're afraid of ending up lonely. 
So let me give you like a couple of examples of this. Maybe the most common is people staying in unhealthy relationships. I was going to say, I tolerate bad behavior from this Mm -hmm. person because I don't want to be absent intimacy or connection. Yeah. And often there's a lot of, um, superficial, and I mean that more technically, just like surface level. I don't want to be judgmental, but there's a lot of surface level rationalizations for why people stay in what they basically know are unhealthy relationships. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if you kind of like poke enough, what I have found is often at core is they're just afraid of being really lonely. Sure. Sure. Um, And so I think what that, that, but, but if you're not aware of that, you've got this like engine that's driving this behavior mm-hmm. of not being able to leave something unhealthy yeah, and tolerate. you don't even know it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think that's a big one, but so you're saying, you're saying sometimes loneliness is, is kind of a fear of actually being lonely. Well, when, when loneliness is um, un, like unhealthy or unhelpful, I think it's often, it's it's the anticipation of loneliness oh, I see what you're saying. that is really destructive in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, or I think the idea it, that you can't tolerate loneliness. Yeah, right. That belief that like, it, well, it's bad if I'm if I'm alone or if I don't have somebody. Or, or yeah, it, it'll be awful. Yes. Now, yeah. I'm, loneliness is a thing, like the feeling of loneliness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm saying I think we often confuse that with the anticipation of loneliness, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. anxiety about being lonely. Yeah. Um, well, which is a huge thing. Cause if you can get really comfortable being lonely, boy, the world's your oyster. Mm. You know, if you, if you can really be okay tolerating that feeling and then you're not stuck in really unhealthy situations or relationships. And, but, but like you're saying, that's an awful feeling to kind of tolerate. And a lot, a lot of people are motivated not to experience that. Yeah. So this is, this is partly why I wanted to bring this up is because, <clears throat> I feel like I I almost never feel lonely. And even like as a kid growing up, I I don't remember this feeling very much. And it, it does not play a very, very big role in my life. Like I love being alone. <laughs> like I just eat it up mm-hmm, <laughs> a mm-hmm. lot of the time. I mean, I have felt lonely before. Yeah. But it's when I do, it's not very big and it's pretty fleeting. Mm-hmm, and it, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem to impact my life in a lot of ways. But what I realized doing therapy is that is really not true for a lot of people. At least a lot of people I work with in therapy. Loneliness is a major, if it's not actively a part of their life, it's like always right around the corner. And and they're kind of designing a lot of their behaviors and environments around keeping it at bay. Yeah. And and to me, this, this kind of speaks to that the appraisals of what that means are, are so dreaded um, because the feeling is one thing. And, and we, we would both agree that the feeling of loneliness is averse if you don't want sure. to feel it. But there seem also to be this idea that if I'm lonely, I'm unlovable. If I'm lonely, nobody wants me. If I'm lonely. So, so there's a motivation to not face that kind of reality almost. Mm. I, I, I think there, there seems to be always some appraisal about this what being lonely will mean that lonely. I'm blank. Hmm. Um, and that seems to be, I think, more of what people avoid rather than the feeling. The feeling would be awful. Yeah. But it, I think also it comes with oh, this appraisal that I am worthless. Or the implication. I am, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's the implication mm-hmm. of what that feeling or, or that state means that I don't have intimacy that I'd like to have right yeah. now. Um, or kind of, I, I have this thing, I see it a lot with dep- sadness and depression, but it, it's like the, it's the black hole phenomena where people feel like 
if I, and if I start getting lonely, I'm never going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be there for, I'm just going to fall into it. And so people like a lot of people are very afraid, understandably of, of getting depressed again, if they have a history of depression. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it's this real boogeyman mm-hmm. in their life. And, mm-hmm. and part of that is governed by this belief that, okay, I got out of it the last time, but this next time is going to be the big one and well, yeah. I'm never going to escape it. Can you imagine what a torturous game you start playing about? Don't feel sad. Don't feel this. Don't, don't feel, feel lonely. Good Lord. That's going to be brutal. Right. Right. And I think it creates a lot of, you know, one of the other, to me, like symptoms or patterns that comes from this avoidant, this fear of loneliness is chronic stress and busyness. Mm. I think a lot of people keep themselves artificially busy and active as a way to avoid even the chance of feeling lonely. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're constantly meeting with people and talking on the phone and, you know, scrolling social media and just always kind of busy and doing stuff, you, you don't even give yourself a second to be alone. You're literally constantly connected. Just to be with your own thoughts. Right. And, yeah. But what that does is you're teaching your own brain it's dangerous to be alone with myself or unstimulated somehow yeah right which makes you more and more afraid which makes which means you have to do more and more to keep yourself constantly which is just effing exhausting which is which is <laughs> odd i mean when you see the research about how, how often people look at their cell phones right it's like uh-huh. i need stimulation constantly yeah. in order to feel okay almost or in order to maintain some kind of equilibrium and so this i think this is an, another not misconception, but maybe underappreciated part of loneliness is that it's, I think a lot of loneliness is not so much that I'm not connected with other people that I want to be. I mean, that certainly is a part of it, but I think for a lot of people it's, well, have you ever heard that, heard that thing where like the, loneliness is not necessarily the absence of other people. It's, it's being around other people you don't feel connected to, mm-hmm. right? It's almost yeah. more, you feel more lonely when you're surrounded with people, but you don't feel like you fit in. Right, right. You know, it's even worse. A isolated, yeah. I think the same thing happens with ourselves. Mm. Like if you, if you are terrified of your own thoughts and your own mind and being alone with yourself, that is really lonely mm. to be constantly with this thing yourself and to feel like you don't connect with it. That is like the ultimate form of loneliness. Isn't it? Right? To really be not to feel terrified connected of with your yourself. own mind or to t- be terrified of just sitting with yourself. Right. And so that can lead to not just like busyness and stress, but it, it can lead to a lot, like a lack of self-awareness, mm. right? Where you, you really like lose touch with who you are, your, your patterns, like what you really want. This is a common thing. People mm-hmm. are really out of touch with their values. Like what, yeah, you don't want to be lonely, but what do you really want? Like, what do you want out of life? Yeah. You can't know that if you're terrified to be alone with yourself. Yeah. Or to even run around in your own head a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I don't have your, like, I don't feel lonely thing. I'll feel lonely sometimes. But I'm always interested in what other people aren't willing to do when they're lonely. Like, I have zero problem going to a restaurant by myself. Oh, yeah. None. <laughs> right. None. I I have, I can go to a movie by myself. Yeah. I don't care. Other people are like, you went to that movie by yourself? And I'm like, mm. oh, yeah, I didn't have anybody to go with. And it was Thursday at 3 o'clock. I just wanted to go see. You know, but people will look at you like, I can't believe you do that alone. That's where yeah. you're going on Thursdays at three, Todd. Yeah, that's, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the last time I saw a movie. Yeah. But I'm always, yeah, I'm always, I don't mind feeling lonely. I mean, it, it, you feel it. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, ah, should it be nice to have someone do this with right. or whatever? But 
it, it comes and it goes, mm-hmm. I guess. And and I'm okay doing stuff. By my, you know, I'll take a road trip by myself. I don't care. Which probably goes back to your point about it's not the feeling itself that matters. It's what you, the meaning you attach yeah, to I it. Yeah, I don't put a lot of meaning to it other than like, oh, at this moment, yeah, it kind of sucks that no one's here or something. Right. Or it doesn't necessarily mean anything about you or your yeah, future. Yeah, no. I, well, I hope not. <laughs> now I got to think about that. What does it mean? No, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, I think people are very averse to this, though. They want to avoid it at all costs, and they hate it. They hate it. Yeah. And, and that's a scary thing, because there are going to be times you're going to feel lonely. So what if you're, you know, say, say someone's listening to this, and they're thinking to themselves, like, yeah, you know what? I haven't really thought about this, but that kind of sounds like me. Like, I think this is mm. maybe lo- like this fear of loneliness, or I, I have some weird not weird that's judgy some unhelpful beliefs about what it means to be lonely or what that means about me what if someone's just starting to kind of like go oh yeah like where do you go from there if, if you're yeah. starting to get some self-awareness about this well i mean you're identifying something you're not good at which is which is i think the, the coolest moment to really kind of go oh wow i'm not good at that and to be okay with that and accept that not good at what specifically being lonely you know, I, 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 I tend to feel lonely and I hate it and it's so aversive and I'm stuck in this relationship, yeah. I think in a way, because every time I think about walking out the door and taking my stuff, I feel like, oh, I'm going to sit there on a Thursday night and have nothing to do and I'm going to miss this person and whatever that is. Well, and that makes sense. If you think of loneliness as something bad, mm-hmm. like this, like infection you get that you needs to be avoided or gotten rid of, that is a totally different thing than like me being okay with loneliness is like a skill. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with me. It's just something you have to do sometimes. Or is a transient mood state that doesn't <laughs> last very long until you're around someone and then, then you're like, oh shit, I wish I was alone. <laughs> but, but to realize, okay, I'm not good at that. Beautiful first step there, kind of realizing that, that, that situation. But then to say, well, how do I get better at that? There, there's where your money is, right? There's, mm-hmm. where, there's where the, so, so to go, oh man, I want smaller dos- doses of that. I want to increase my tolerance of that feeling. Mm. How do I do that? Okay, so interesting. So the solution to loneliness is not go hang out with more people necessarily. Oh, hell no. (laughs) Hell no. (laughs) All that means is you've staved off that emotion for a little bit longer. But see, this is a bit, I think think a lot of people are going like, what? Man, I I think this is why psychologists can be so helpful though because a lot of people will treat things like this. You know, I hate X. Therefore, avoid X at all costs. Mm. And sometimes it's in therapy where you learn, oh, my hatred of X means that I am closed off in all these areas because of my hatred for this. And, and that the cure is actually getting better at that, not avoiding it all over the place. Being okay with it. Being okay with loneliness and, and getting yeah. on with your life despite yeah, it. Yeah, get better at that. You know, learn to tolerate that a little bit more or or really look at what meanings you're attaching to those things and or really look at what behaviorally comes up for you when, when those things occur. So that, there's where therapy is so important, I think, because the natural reflexive response to things that you don't like is to run away from them. Yeah. Get it. There's no problem with it other than that thing's always going to be a thing you're running away from. So if you're realizing, I don't like feeling lonely... You can run away with rough ramen and you can go be ultra social. And then the next time you're alone and start feeling lonely, ugh, mm-hmm. you're going to be faced with the same dilemma, right? How do I run out and find more people to be around then and connect to? 
Um, or I can really start to tolerate this emotion a little bit, or this feeling a little bit better. Yeah. Or I can dig into this and really see what, what am I attributing to this? Or what meaning am I putting and attaching to this thing? Or behaviorally, what do I do when I get into these situations? Um, there's, there's where I think the work is. But that's exciting. That's really a cool thing to kind of stretch and grow that mm-hmm. way rather than trap yourself by selecting an avoidant kind of maneuver each time that comes up. That's my yeah. my thought. But it, re- it requires hitting the pause button when you start to feel lonely and not just reacting, but at, stopping and going, huh, like what's going on here? Yeah, I don't like this. And, and wow, when I feel like this, I'm really pulled to call up 10 of my friends or whatever that is. How do I sit in the, you know, how long can I tolerate this for, mm-hmm. you know, and then to time yourself and go, wow, I did 20 minutes before I called. Maybe next time I wait 30 or 40. Maybe next time I wait an hour. Maybe mm-hmm. I would, but I would think you'd want to slowly start building a capacity for that thing, for that feeling, and dig into whatever you're thinking in that moment too. Because yeah, I think that's great advice. That's my thought. It's a good thought. Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance, and if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.